Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best free fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out already. Like, what are you doing? The season's about to start. HashtagBasketball.com and ThriveFantasy.com, a new way to play daily fantasy. If you like prop betting and you like daily fantasy and you like winning money, Go to thrivefantasy.com, use that promo code WTB, you'll get 20 free dollars on your first $20 deposit. Uh, go check them out, thrivefantasy.com. I am your host, Hi, Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, who is going to stay in a bubble for the entirety of the, uh, of the new NBA season, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, is it possible for the fantasy gods to be on my side already? Um, it is the fantasy guys are often on your side, uh, you know, giving you a little bit of a, an edge over, um, uh, every time we've gone head to head, I feel like you've won by like one point. It's very annoying. Well, so this is the good news of my, of my week. So I did a draft, I don't know, probably about an hour after that TJ Warren news broke that he had the plantar fasciitis. And I got him at a relative discount, and I was thinking to myself, like, it was an auction, and I'm like, why did no one bid on that? Then I realized I was, like, an hour behind life. And now, uh, Coach Nate, and this is a name I'm not even sure, Borgren said that Warren is going to play on Wednesday. So I am excited. I am very excited about this. I would still, like, you should be excited that plays for a couple weeks but i would move him as quickly as possible um and i i think that's kind of the stuff like the season's almost here uh this is we're about to get into week one like this is kind of crazy this is how quickly all this happened and i like that's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about on on the show we're going to be giving you weekly previews we're going to be breaking down the hot players we're going to be talking about buy lows and sell highs um and you know tj warren right now like i'm scared of plantar fasciitis i we, I spent a long time, um, you know, praying to the plantar fasciitis gods to cure Joakim Noah of his plantar fasciitis so the Bulls could win a championship. Uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. Those gods are evil. Um, and I would be worried about Warren in the long term. But the fact that he's going to play is great news. Well, and here, here's the other thing, too. Like, obviously, everything is a market. So if no one wants him, like, don't sell him for nothing. Um at some point, right, like, if you, all you can get back is, like, someone outside the top 100, you might just want to keep Warren, and then if he goes out for a long period of time, either stash him on your IR or just cut him if you have to. Yeah. Um, I got some highlights uh, from my uh, drafts this weekend. A couple auction drafts, mostly roto drafts, because I'm not messing with head-to-head this year. But I'm in a points league for the first time this year. And Tyler, I tried it. Uh, I was, it was in the middle of a draft. It was, like, maybe, like, fourth round, fifth round. And I threw up the um, L- not Lamelo, Liangelo Ball, not Lonzo, but Liangelo Ball, just to see if someone would uh, spend two dollars on him. Um, so Lee, he's on my team now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fell for it. I think that's a dangerous game. Um, it, it works best. If like you're in the room with people that you know are only like partially paying attention, um, which often doesn't happen to me. Yes, 
Um, and I should have known better, but this was kind of like a friends group and it had been absolutely hilarious to see someone bid $2. And there's a couple players in the group that are notorious for not paying attention or doing their uh, draft prep like three minutes before the draft. So I was kind of hoping that L ball up on the board uh, online because we're, we're doing all our drafts online this year um, would confuse and uh, excite somebody and uh i got i got stuck with him but he's already he's already on the waiver uh my waiver uh, i'm dropping him hopefully i pick up some random guy and this is a shallower league so i wasn't really worried about like someone not being on the waiver wire i was more going for the uh the hilarious jokes that we could tell about this for the next six years but uh it didn't work out now i have to be the brunt of those jokes it was an ultimate backfire that'll happen that'll happen in life Yep, it certainly will. It's week one, Tyler. It is absolutely week one, but I want to give a shout out um, to a lot of our new uh, followers, uh, our new listeners, uh, people joining us from Reddit. Shout out to you and especially to our new Patreons, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. we got a bunch of new Patreons. Uh, I'm really excited about you guys uh, joining in. Uh, Luke Sturm, shout out to you, buddy. I grew up with a Luke Sturm. I wonder if this is the same Luke Sturm. Are you trying to ask me if this is the guy you grew up with? Because I have no idea. Tyler, do you know if this is the guy I grew up with? We used to have cool parties at his house. I, <laughs> I literally have no idea who this person is. No offense, he's probably a great guy. But I have no idea who this person is. So I have no idea if this is the Luke Sturm you grew up with. Perhaps yeah. you should message him and ask him. Tyler, I wish you were more help in this. Uh, Mark Ram, uh, shout out to you. Steve Montana, what a cool name. Do you think uh, I think that's Montana? I think that's Hannah's brother. I think it's Joe's uh, nephew. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Be Joe's nephew, Steve Montana. Shout out to you, uh, Justin Darrow. Uh, sorry, you had to come after Steve Montana. And you're, and you're shoved right in between um, mysterious Patreon. This goes by JS. Who do you think that is? Um, I I grew Jesse Stevenson. I don't know. That's I'm, just a guess. I would say it is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's using a different moniker. Um, I think it's secretly James Harden. He's monitoring us, seeing what we say about him. Ooh, it could. It absolutely could be. Uh, Vin Gesh. Shout out to you, Vin Gesh, for joining the Patreon and Ryan. Thank you. Guys, you guys are the best. Um, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, we are going to have hot takes and other things uh, that are exclusive to the Patreon. So if you want to join patreon.com slash watching the boxes, I'm still going to be, I think I was still going to try to do some Twitch stuff. So twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. I'm going to try to figure that out. If you guys, if you're Patreons, you can direct message us. If you want to see stuff on Twitch, you want to see more content, you want stuff that's specific to the leagues that you're in, you can get that by being on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That is enough housekeeping, Tyler. It's, it's time for the NBA now. Uh, yeah, so games start on Tuesday. So I don't know when you're listening to this, obviously, but um, they might already be here. They're they're basically here. Um, we only get a couple games on Tuesday. Obviously, most of the teams start on Wednesday, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm nothing but excited. Um, I'm going to basically spend uh, – you know how, like, all day – like Xmas Day is like basketball for like 14 hours. Well, we're gonna get that Wednesday and Friday, and uh, that's uh, and Sunday pretty much. And so that's what I plan on doing. And like week one is a little weird. Like the schedule is super strange because um, you know there's 
13 games on uh, on uh, Wednesday. You have the day off for uh, you know Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is the main five games. And then you got 10 games on Saturday and Sunday. So there's not going to be a lot of streaming options this week. Um, I think if you can uh, finagle your way into like Golden State or a Brooklyn a Brooklyn Nets team, so you can get that Tuesday game in. Uh, but your Wednesdays, Saturday, and Sunday are going to be full. I think. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to have anyone to stream on most of those days. I mean, Saturday, there's only five games. Or Friday, there's only five games. That's the day, right? And then, obviously, the first day, there's there's two games. Um, those are the days if you're going to stream somebody. I don't see any way you have anybody to stream on the other three days. Unless it's, like, a really strange league with no bench. Yeah, I think there's, like, a couple t- uh, leagues where I've already, like, I dropped it into my waiver wires. And, like, your draft is over. You might like your team. You might not like your team. My suggestion going into week one for all you new fantasy players um, is to, one, make sure you're maximizing your starts, even though this is a weird week. Um, like, you still, if possible, look at who's not going to start at all and say, all right, like, I had uh, Will Barton at the end of my bench. Okay, Will Barton's good, but he's about as good good as everybody else on the waiver wire i don't love will barton i don't think he's got great upside so what i'm going to do i'm going to drop him i'm going to pick up deandre jordan who's out on the waiver wire and then i'm going to have an extra center uh at least two extra center starts now um from deandre jordan because i can he can play on tuesday and he'll be playing on christmas day and uh those are starts i wasn't going to get so i would suggest that's the first thing you do look at your schedule get your lineup set see where you can gain an extra game or two with uh with streaming um but the the second thing i think this is very very important we're going to say it again we're going to say it again in two days do not panic Tyler. every year people absolutely panic on the first night the first big uh slew of games because uh chris paul had like eight points or um you know their shea gillis alexander um had three assists and then they go, how do I get rid of this guy? How do I trade him? How do I, what do I do? And it's often people who, you know, see a bad week uh, from a, uh, in fantasy football and go, well, this wide receiver sucks. That's not how uh, fantasy basketball works. Like Tyler, what should people do in week one? Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Never, never panic. Um, look for something actionable. And, and, I, and what I mean by that is minutes. Minutes are actionable, right? Maybe somebody's starting that you didn't think was start. Maybe somebody plays 35 minutes that you thought was going to play 20 minutes. That's much more actionable than, oh, Chris Paul had eight points and two assists or, you know, any player, right? Luka Doncic only scored 20 points, Mike. He's never going to be a first-round pick. I got to sell him. Like, that's not how this works. It's a long season. You're going to see a bad game from somebody really, really good, right? Like, Steph Curry might on that opening night brick 10 shots and be five of 14 from the field. Like, okay, that happens. Uh, Anthony Davis could have a bad night. LeBron James could have a bad night. It's the first night of the season. Relax. Do not do anything drastic in your first two weeks. And I'm talking drastic, like your top six picks, your top seven picks, they should be, you should be pretty happy or at least somewhat happy um, with those guys. If they're having a bad week they're they're having a bad week there's quite a few weeks in the nba season i know there's less this year um do not panic absolutely do not panic but the smart thing to do is to exploit other people's 
panic because they're going to be having the reaction to the bad night from Chris Paul or LeBron James or even James Harden. Like if you can exploit other people's panics in week one, now is the time to do it because a lot of people do. A lot of people freak out after the first two games. Um, and, and they also get too excited about guys who are out of their mind. Let's just say, heaven forbid, Kristen Wood uh, is like 25 uh, and 12 um, in the in his first two games, like first three games. Uh, we have a, a, a very uh, constant mantra here at Watching the Boxes. Players revert back to the mean. Uh, some players, lots of players, literally can have the best night in fantasy that night and you've never heard of them. Like Shake Mil- Milton could have the best night in fantasy one night. It can happen. Um, but they often revert back to the mean. So a hot, hot start from someone who's like a mid-tier uh, guy, now's the time to move those guys because people are going to get too excited about them. They're going to overpay for them. Honestly, buy low, sell high. That's always the, um, um, the, the method to, to trades. The first two weeks, I think, are crucial in exploiting, you know, people who don't play that much or uh, people who get a little too excited or panic a little too much. And that's that's my favorite thing to do in the first two weeks. I also think we're going to see more of those Shake Milton type games this year because of the whole Corona thing and certain nights, you know, players are going to be out and it's going to create an opportunity for, you know, somebody to go off and play 35 minutes and, and they have a big game and, you know, you might be able to sell that person for somebody in the top 75 that normally wouldn't be available. Yeah, I think the rotation is going to be a little bit weirder this year, um, and that's something I'm definitely paying attention uh, paying attention to with the first slate of games. What are the rotations? Uh, is Daniela Gallinari coming off the bench and getting 30 minutes like we think, or was I? Were we completely wrong? Is he getting like 18 minutes, and now I have to drop him in every one of my leagues? I would not be afraid, especially with your bottom three, uh, bottom three, bottom four players. I would not be afraid to drop any of them. That's how that's how I like to play. Um, the first, very first week of the season, there's always a player. There's always one to two players who have a great first two games. Everybody picks them up off the waiver wire, and then they're like a top 50 player, like Pascal Siakam. He was a waiver wire player that first year he broke out, and now he's a, a quintessential top 40 player. Um, Something I do in a lot of standard drafts that I don't think other people necessarily do is, like, okay, we start off that two-game slate – almost always my last pick will be somebody from one of those four teams. And that way I get that opening night game from the best person that's left available from one of those four teams. And then I feel like I am like, okay, I can cut you at any moment now. I think that's a a really hard thing to overcome uh, when you're starting out with fantasy basketball is like, I just drafted this guy. Like I, I prepped for the draft. I got him late. He, you know, I I really think he's going to be really, really good this year. If he's as good or a little bit worse uh, on average than the guys on your, on your waiver wire, let him go because chances are he's going to be on the waiver wire. It's somebody like if you drafted an crazily uh, good team and you can't drop anybody, well, then your first priority should be trading some of those guys, uh, you know, to you know, getting a, a two for one so you can drop some of those players, uh, move that guy for a, a, a better player, um, or do a two for two and get someone's bench player that you can drop, but you get the better player out of the deal. Um, those are the other, those are things I like. The, 
Here's the other thing most people don't understand about this. Let's take Steven Adams, right? He's the quintessential, like, somewhere between 75 and 100 player, right? Mm -hmm. Every year, he's just right in that range somewhere. It doesn't really change. He's always right there, okay? Say Adams is having a nice three-game week. that He's going to give you relatively, like, 30 points, like 30 rebounds, about six assists, maybe seven or eight, three steals, and three blocks. That's really good, right? But know your league rules, right? Like, if you get four waiver wire pickups in a week, you can get five games out of that spot. Well, you only need 30 points, so you only need someone who averages six points a game to score as many as Steven Adams did. You only need 30 rebounds, so you only need someone who averages six rebounds a game, and you're getting the same stats. If you can find somebody who averages 10 and 7 – you're better off having that 10 and 7 five times than you are Steven Adams three. Just do the math, everybody. That's that's it's as simple as that. You're really doing um, just some basic math on averages. And uh, that can legitimately be the difference between you winning a week and losing a week. Uh, it's it's simple as that. I like to I like to stream in the last half of my week because I like to see how the first few uh uh, big nights paying out, and then I like to see what categories I'm, I'm close in, and then I can adjust my uh, my streaming strategy around the categories I think I can compete in, uh, and and I do that every week. That's that's what I do in head to head leagues. Um, if you're in a in a roto league, I, like I said, don't do anything drastic in the first two weeks. Just hit the waiver wire hard. Uh, don't be afraid to drop your last players. And Tyler, after this preseason. Now, there's a handful of guys that I, I, I see on the waiver wires in, in standard uh, leagues, but there's quite a few guys on those waiver wires that I'm I'm keeping an eye on. And uh, I kind of want to talk about, like, you know, what you thought about the pre – what was your best takeaways from the preseason? Were there any uh, players that really, like, you know, struck your fancy? Are there guys that you're kind of, like, keeping an eye on in secret? You know, like, oh, that guy's on the waiver wire. I to watch his first game if he gets the minutes and he gets the, the you know the steals or the blocks like he's done by the end of the night is there is there anyone oh, like that is this michael's watch league all-stars is this, yes. is this is this 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 the game here michael's yeah. watch league all-stars well let's let me look at this so sometimes i get bogged down by not really knowing who's available and who's not and I think that has to do a lot with like the leagues that i play in are a lot of times deeper and so i get a little bit um, off kilter on who might actually be available. So let me look this up quick, and then I'll give you some names that I like. Let me find. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. I think I um, fall into the like, legitimately the opposite category, where I play in shallower leagues, um, where you know we're basically rostering somewhere between 120 and 140 players, and then the waiver wire is a lot more active. Um, and I actually, if you're new to fantasy basketball, I actually, I prefer them, even though I'm not new to fantasy basketball, but if you're new to fantasy basketball and you don't want to like give a shit who like Cole Anthony is or Devin Vassell, like then, then have a shallower league. But if you really, really like the minutia, like that, you like those uh, types of players, um, then I would suggest, you know, doing, doing the deeper leagues. So here's 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 a guy I know you're gonna mention. So Darius Basley, obviously that's a name. I would say there's a a plethora of players on the Thunder that I'm I'm watching because 
there's not a lot going on there. No, no offense to them, right? They've got Horford. They've got Shea Gillis-Alexander. Like, other guys are going to score. Other guys are going to do things on that team. So that's a team I'm watching very closely. Um, full stop. Who's getting the minutes? And you might get tricked by the first game. Somebody gets 30 minutes, and then they shift and go to somebody else a game or two later. Like, they don't really have much set in their rotation. So they'll be a team to watch, I think, for, like, the first two, three weeks. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what's going on there. I really, really, I've, t- I've taken a lot of uh, bets on Thomas Bryant finally playing like 30, 32 minutes a game. Uh, I think he can stay on the court. I think he's ready. He's like at, a, at the right age to, you know, make a, at least a medium sized leap and the guy can hit threes. Like, so, you know, he could be like a, like a block steal three guy with good rebounds. That's his potential. And I'm really, really hoping that happens. So the wizards are on my, uh, on my list of must. The wizards. Must Where'd you get the wizards? Oh, I'm, that's that's who I'm trying to watch. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were trying I'm to say the Wizards. And you, the oh, Wizards. No. What's interesting about the Wizards? I don't know who's playing on their damn team, other than Bradley Beal, Westbrook, and and Thomas Bryant. I don't know who's playing. Uh, I guess they they got Bertans though, who's going to get plenty of minutes, right? Hachimura's sure. out the first three weeks too. That that dropped today. I'm not I'm not sure people know that. Um, so there's another spot that's open. He has pink eye and he's out for three weeks. I didn't realize you had to miss three weeks with pink eye, but if you can't, if you can't see the basket, you can't shoot. And all, that's all Ryu Hachimura does. Um, but yeah, okay. I'll give you the wizards are an interesting team and there, there's some minutes open there. Is there a, a specific player you're looking at? Denny, my boy, Denny, he's had a nice preseason, uh, that kind of three spot. On their roster is I think wide open. I think um really those minutes could go any which way. They could just say, you know what, Denny's ready to play and he's good enough to start and now he plays 32 minutes a night. Or they it could be a horrible timeshare where nobody gets any sort of value there and Bertrand's even gets hurt with the with the rotation minutes. Yeah and I think Troy Brown, like if he's the one getting the lion's share of the minutes, he could be be somewhat interesting for steals. Maybe gets you like 12, 13 points if he takes a step forward. Some decent rebounds, some all right assists. Like he could be an interesting guy too. So it's kind of those two, I think, battling for that spot that interests me. And obviously when Hachimura comes back, that could uh, throw a little salt in that and make all three players really not that – not really worth owning. I'm having trouble speaking today apparently. That's – um, no worries because the Wizards are having trouble uh, having a, a competent team. Okay, here's a position battle one I'm looking at. Okay. The Toronto Raptors center. Oh, should we call them the Toronto Raptors? Uh, where are they playing now? Tampa Bay? Yeah. Is that the, what they are, the Tampa Raptors? No, oh, that's gross. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, but it's, it's Baines, right? It's Chris Boucher. We've seen both guys in limited minutes be – you know, permanent kind of studs. Is one of them going to take the lion's share of that role? If they do, I think obviously there could be some good fantasy value there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. If they're both playing, you know, 22 minutes a game, then you probably don't really get much from either guy, though. Yeah, and that that will be the most disappointing, I guess, finish. But, like, also that's probably the most probable because, like, they're set everywhere else. And, like, a lot of these, like, better teams – their rosters are set. I don't have a lot of questions whether uh, Marcus Smart's going to play a lot or not. He's probably going to play a lot. It's fine. Uh, but this is a good one. I think both, like you're saying, Baines and Bouchard are um, 
both potentially standard league relevant and probably on your waiver wire right now. Yeah. Um, another guy I'm kind of looking at a little bit is Derek Jones Jr. I'm pretty sure he's going to start for the Blazers. I want to see what that looks like because, you know, his three-point shot has not been great. If they've made some improvements there, though, he could get pretty fantasy relevant pretty quickly. I'm, uh, I took him in quite a few um, drafts at the, for the very, with the very last pick. Um, he's definitely on a bunch of waiver wires right now. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr., I mean, he could be like actually the perfect fit for the Portland Trail Blazers. And I, 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 um, if he can make that step, right, and I think he's at the right age, he's in the right position, he's on the right team to make a, a step forward, um, then he is what, like top 80, top 75 player that you can get off the, the waiver wire? Yeah, yeah. And Mason Plumlee's kind of the same way. We saw those assists kind of in that last preseason game pick up a little bit. He's an interesting center that can get you some good rebounds, get you a block, get you more assists than most centers, still knocking like 10, 12 points. Like the Pistons are another team. What are they going to do with a lot of those spots? And they're a team that could evolve quickly because, well, they have a few men on that team that are a little injury prone. Yeah, I was actually – that was my next, uh, I would say, most intriguing fantasy team is you have the Rose, DeLon Wright, Killian Hayes situation. All three of them in the with the right amount of minutes, with starters minutes, are standard league relevant. Are any of them standard league relevant playing 20 minutes a game? Probably not. Um, you know, maybe – I mean, maybe that situation plays itself out quicker than I think, but – I Right away, I'd like to see if they solidify into like, all right, this is this is our guy, this is who we're going with, or are they going to be like hanging out in a timeshare for a while? If it's a timeshare, well, then I can just peace out and, and, and watch a different game. They need they need Rose's scoring. Now, I'd still think they're going to limit him to like you know twenty six, twenty seven minutes a game because I think that's kind of his spot now. It's like kind of a six man playing twenty six, twenty seven minutes a game. But I mean, you got to like the fact that Rose can get you eighteen and five in that playing time. Yeah, if you're in a deeper league, I think he's like the safest bet. Uh, yeah, for sure. And but he's a great guy just to kind of like stream a little bit too. Like, not there's nobody else on the waiver wire if he's on the waiver wire getting you 18 points. No, absolutely not. Um, let's go over the the Grizzlies. I think um, a lot of people um, avoided Kyle Anderson. Uh, avoided Dylan Brooks. Like I see him on a lot of waiver wires. Um, I I did not see a lot of people take DeAnthony Melton either. This is this is the, always one of those teams though, right? Like people just don't they don't like a Grizzly. I don't know what's oh. up with that, but they don't like a Grizzly. And 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 some like some th- those guys are going to get minutes, which are the most important stat going into any uh, any sort of week. Is that the minutes are important? We've seen Dylan Brooks be like a you know like a top eighty player um, multiple times, and then he never gets drafted. Like he just he never no one ever cares, you know, for, for well, weeks at a time. He's a solid good player. They're a good team to bring up too because you know Jaron Jackson and Justice Winslow are both going to miss the start of the season, so they've even got more minutes available right now, right? Because two of their big minute getters are out. 
And so you got to like Brooks. You got to like Melton. You got to like Kyle Anderson. It's, even if it's just a short-term ad that they're playing, you know, 25 to 30 minutes a game because of those other players being out. Like there are opportunities like that all over the place. Uh, and those are, those are some of the other things to pay attention to uh, injuries, players being out, no back to backs is going to be a very big thing this year. Obviously COVID is going to change a lot of things on the fly. So there's a lot of like, I need information right now in sorting that information and getting it out there. Um, follow every person known to man on Twitch, like follow everybody on NBA, uh, NBA to a uh, Twitch on NBA Twitter. You can follow me at watch the box. You can follow Tyler at Tyler P Watts. Uh, but I would follow guys who like do beat reporting for each team. I'd follow your shams and obviously, and your Zach Lowe's and people who like get information quicker than everybody else, because I think you're going to find like all of a sudden the Cavs maybe like have someone gets COVID on the Cavs and a bunch of people are sitting out and then like Dante Exum's going to play like 34 minutes. And you're like, what? Like, there's no way I'd own Dante Exum, but in 34 minutes, I might as well, I might as well have him on the, on the squad. Well, and it, that's, you mentioned it, it's going to get weird. It's going to get wild. It's going to get crazy. Um, we've seen it over the years with, I mean, I can't even name some of the players anymore, but like, uh, there was a guy for the Lakers, right? That was like the the G League guy played the G League for like six, seven, eight years, and then he came out and like one of the very last games of the season dropped like thirty points. You remember this? Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. It was like a great story because he was like in his thirties or whatever, and he was like, like I think he was like a teacher on the side or whatever like that, and like he was, you know, really like kind of his last years in the G League. He's like, I don't think I'll ever get to the league, and then he came in and dropped like thirty five in. Stable Center, and it was it was really big. Andre Ingram. That's the dude, right? Is that him? He was the best player in fantasy for a week, right? And and so I th- I think you're gonna f- see that more and more and more and more and more this year. There's gonna be weird games where like a guy you're going like, man, I never thought I was gonna own Kendrick Nunn, but this guy got hurt and this guy got out, and now he's dropping 25 a night, and I never thought I was gonna own insert player here and we could this is this is the first year in a while we could literally see someone like jamal crawford like get picked up off the street and drop 20 points in a game right like some team's gonna have a bunch of people get covid they're gonna need a a replacement they're gonna bring somebody in and like that person could just go off for a game because they're taking all the shots so it's gonna get wild so buckle up prepare yourself and they're definitely going to be like playing DFS this year. If you're planning on doing that, good luck to you. You're going to have to be on top of that through the late games. You are going to have to just be watching your Twitter and watching, you know, the the the, the ticker twenty four seven. Get good at setting your lineup within three minutes because that's probably going to give you the edge. You can set your lineup in three minutes because you are. I think things are going to come out. Very quickly, and I think there's going to be a lot of scratches and at, at game time. Um, well, and there's there's a big advantage, right, to to not giving that information to the other team till the last second, right? Like if you're going to hold out, you know, if you're the Mavericks, you're going to hold out Kristaps Porzingis. There's a big advantage of making the other team plan to play against Kristaps Porzingis and then going, oh, by the way, Kristaps is out as you're taking the court. <laughs> Um, are there any are there any players that uh, you know? A lot of our drafts are over at this point. Are there any players that you um, 
either like soured on or you you or you found out that like overall you were very surprised that, that the entire league that you were drafting in also soured on like i i saw um kevin love and blake griffin really fall off the uh, off the planet like very very late picks yeah i got i got griffin at like 115 or 120 in, in one of my standard drafts i did now this was just a mock but i thought to myself like at this point like even if he only plays 30 or 40 games like there's no one right here that's going to give me that value in 30 or 40 games yeah absolutely so i'll take it now figure out the rest later like you, you know that expression and those those two in particular are guys I'm not really afraid to drop either. Like if they get hurt and they're out for an extended period of time, I'm not afraid to just be like, "Hey man, you can sit on the waiver wire." If there's like gets to be a week to go and you're still sitting on that waiver wire, I might pick you back up. But if not, someone else gets you. Like, oh man, you might just get hurt again. So um, I was actually super surprised on how down everyone was on Kevin Durant. Yeah, um, especially after looking fairly. Uh mobile and in, in, in that preseason game well here, here's the thing about kevin durant though that i didn't understand is like kevin durant's game is not super based on him being like super quick like i'm much more worried about john wall having an achilles than kevin durant like kevin durant is one of the best shooters ever fair to say like I don't think that Achilles is going to rob him of much of that because it's not like he's like one of these like crazy leapers. He's just so tall he can shoot over anybody. So I guess you could maybe be baking in that there's some more injury risk for Kevin Durant now that he's had it, but hasn't Durant been one of the healthiest players in the league for most of his career? Um, and we're you know players are recovering from those types of injuries well well better just than just like eight years ago 10 years ago so it's not a career ending injury it is you know something that limits your mobility maybe your your top tier speed and but he's not like jumping like he's not derrick rose jumping across the the lane at full speed and twisting his body uh and his knees around he's shooting like long jumpers over people like that's not gonna go away and watching those preseason games, looks like he can still do that. Uh, looks like he can still block and rebound. Looks like he can still uh, play the game of basketball as good as Kevin Durant does. And even at 80%, Kevin Durant's like a top 15 player. So to see him fall, like I've, even into the second round, uh, like or out of the second round, into the third round, is, is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I got him in a couple drafts at like that second turn like 24, 25-ish, and there, I've seen leagues, right, not ones that I'm in, but I've seen people's drafts with like, yeah, I got Kevin Durant at 32, at 37. Like, I'm going like, how? Who's in this league? Like, wh who are you playing against? Um, two guys I'm watching very closely. One I thought a lot of people soured on that that I, I picked in quite a few leagues was Victor Oladipo. Um, the other one is Draymond Green. I saw Draymond Green going in some leagues like – in the in, after pick 100 and if he can get that scoring back up to like even 10 points a game he becomes super super valuable he's definitely like not going to be out of the top 100 if he if he can just pump that scoring a little bit and you can make the argument that um he just didn't give a shit uh last season and why should you that team uh was trying to tank and they were garbage and the year before, right, it was 7.4 a game, but, like, they had three of the best scorers in the league. 
Right? They had three guys that get over 20 a game consistently. So it's like they need Draymond scoring now more than they did in 2019. They need him to be closer to that, you know, 10, 11, 12 points a game that he was when he was an all-star. And so it'll be interesting to see. And, and last year, the worst part about it was he looked very hesitant to just shoot the ball. It can be wide open and just holding the ball. Like, should I take this or not? You want to see him, like, just firing away. If he's firing away, he's somebody I might go out and trade for. Like in that first game, if he's letting his shot go, regardless of what the stat line looks like, I might go out and trade for him. Yeah, if he goes, like, 0 for 6 from 3, I'm actually interested in that. Like, I'm like, oh, he's shot, he shot more than 1-3, like, on accident. Or if he has, like, close to 10 shots that in a game, I'll be like, whoa, Draymond's got his groove back. Like, he legitimately, we said a lot last year, like, Teams wouldn't even like close out on him, and then they would just everybody would just stand around, and he just you just see the wheels turning. Like, I shouldn't shoot this. I don't want to shoot it, but it, no one's guarding me, and they're not even trying to guard me. And like, what else would I do? And like, you could just see like it would take like full, full seconds for anyone to make a reaction, and he wouldn't do it. He would just wait until someone got open, then pass the ball. Like he would not shoot. He was scared of shooting, and it was really really strange. Um, if that's yeah, if that's throw, gone, great. I'll throw one more. The Knicks front court. Ooh. Boys Randall, I saw dropping some drafts. Um, they got Obi Toppin. They've got Noah's Noel. They've got Mitchell Robinson. Like Julius Randall's, you know, could minutes could be limited. But if he's playing, you know, 31, 32 minutes a game, like, isn't he a good bet to drop you like 18 and 8? If Tibbs likes you, you will play minutes. So whoever that whatever that starting lineup ends up being, those guys are going to play some some damn good minutes. Um, I I don't know if Obi Toppin's got the defense to to withstand the onslaught of Tom Thibodeau, but um, I mean Tibbs' reputation is that he hates rookies too. Now Toppin's really I mean he's a rookie, but he's older than he's not a nineteen year old rookie, right? Like he's older than a lot of people, right? <laughs> like. Guys, we're talking playing a lot of years in the league. So the question is, will Tibbs let go of his rookie hate, right? Like, he's older than Luka Doncic. He's already 22 years old. He turns 23 in March. So he is a full year older than Luka Doncic. Oh, uh, that's pretty old, actually, in a weird way. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. That's just the team that I'm, I'm watching. And th- the other thing to watch there is their point guard situation. Does he really give all the minutes to Alfred Payton or do we see that strange amalgamation of all three of those point guards again? You know, how much does Dennis Smith Jr. play? Like he can be an interesting fantasy guy if he's getting the minutes. Alfred Payton could be an interesting fantasy guy if he's getting the minutes. Frank Nilakina is not that interesting of a fantasy guy if he's getting the minutes, but maybe he will be if they're actually letting him be the point guard and, and run the plays. Yeah, I um I took a few bets on Alfred Payton just because like you 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 cannot find a guy who couldn't possibly give you a triple double um, once a week uh, if he's playing thirty two minutes on your waiver wire so he should not be on the waiver wire so he's definitely on a few of my teams um, I I thought like a lot of people were down on like Eric Bledsoe too like I saw him fall in a lot of drafts as well if he's available on your waiver wire go pick him up immediately um, and. You know, I'm interested in the Pelicans just because Zion obviously is Zion, but you know, I think Lonzo on the fringes, Lonzo Ball, if his shots, you know, fixed back to where it was at the beginning of last season, Lonzo Ball had a great like stretch of like you know three three or four weeks last season that 
he's starting to look like this, some guy who's not a liability. Um, and so I, I, there's, I mean, there's so many, we can go through all these teams uh, and probably find, you know, three players on each team that we were very interested in. Here's, here's one, here's one worth ending on game or games that you are, you think are must watch. So maybe you got, we'll just go the first week. Cause it's easy, right? Like what game, if you, if I told you, Mike, you can watch only three games, only one game. What, what, which, which one would you be tuning into? I would, first off, I would, we would fight because that's not, that's not cool. Um, I, I want to watch more than that. Um, I think you got to watch Warriors Nets. Just think for the, the drama of it all. Um, putting night. Warriors well, and got to watch it. Here's a, a, a take. I think both teams are going to be worse on defense than pretty much everyone expects. So that game could turn into a kind of fun little shootout. Um, I am, oof, this is probably, um, now it sees for fantasy wise, such a different slate than games I actually want to watch. Well, um, then, then that, I guess that's my point, right? Like, Okay, I'm gonna tune into those first two games. Are the only two games on? I'm gonna probably watch that Milwaukee Boston game because it's on TNT. Then I'm gonna watch the Mavericks and the Suns. Say I want to go back for fantasy purposes and watch a game, right? Maybe it's Christmas Eve. I'm I you know did my family time. Now I got some free time. I can go back and watch one of those games. I'm looking at something for fantasy. I want to see how this person look. I want to see how that person look. I want. To, I think this team's interesting. What game should I go back and watch? Uh, okay. Well, then I'm probably going to be watching like uh, Knicks Pacers. Uh, just to, sadly, <laughs> the Knicks Pacers. I actually uh, when when at seven o'clock, I will. I might tune into that game. Actually, I'll probably watch Philly and Washington. Um, but I might. I'm. I'm going to have my eye on that Knicks Pacers game. Yep. Uh, I think Thunder Hornets on a Saturday would be a good game to keep an eye on. Those teams, those players, those rotations. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the difference between fantasy and, and real basketball, right? It's like in, in real basketball, you want to watch like Lakers Clippers. In fantasy, you might rather watch two teams at the bottom, like Thunder Rockets even on that first night. Well, that second night is is kind of an interesting fantasy game, right? Like, how's John Wall looking? How much is Cousins playing? You know, and then you got all the Thunder questions. Like, so that's kind of a more interesting game, maybe than Bucks and Celtics, despite those two teams being obviously projected to finish much higher in the standings. Definitely. Like, I'm gonna watch a lot of Suns. I'm gonna watch, uh, like, because uh, I have I, I took a lot of bets on the Suns being better because Chris Paul makes everybody better. Um, I'm very. I, I, I'm. I am interested in whether Markel Fultz starts in in Orlando or not. So like, it's really those are the games like the the fringe games. Those are the ones that you're going to get the most. I think value from actually watching the games. But since you cannot watch every game, you can join us. We'll be watching all the boxes. We'll be explaining what you do in week one, in week two. Every week we're going to have uh, content. We're going to tell you how to prepare for the week. We're going to tell you who's buying low, who's selling high. We're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about waiver wire players who you need to pick up. Um, That's what we're going to give you every single week. And if you like the show, please rate and review us. Join us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Support the show. Uh, And if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at watch the boxes. Tyler is at Tyler P. Watts thrivefantasy.com for and use that promo code WTB 
I think that's uh, and I think that's it. Tyler, you got anything to plug? Um, if you want to know what I think about the Mavericks and even some crazy predictions, which will lead into our next show, um, you can check them out at the Smoking Cuban on Twitter, or you can just go to thesmokingcuban.com. Um, if you click on an article, there's a good chance that I wrote it. There you go. Yeah, our bold predictions are coming soon. We'll be reviewing last year's bold predictions. We will be giving you better bold predictions into last season. Tyler, Tyler, you did well in some of these bold predictions. You had some some knock-out-the-park bold predictions. Your, uh, your uh, extreme love for Luka Dantich has paid off for you. I, I, I looked back. I did predictions for him this season, and I looked back at last year's, and I actually undersold him at the start of last year quite a bit, and I predicted some things that seemed like pretty big leaps. So uh, that's how crazy my life has gotten. Absolutely. I hope you guys join us for the Bull Predictions. This is one of our favorite shows of the year, and I hope you're ready for week one. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, take it easy. Get ready for some basketball.